If you watched Last of Us on HBO, we broke it down on the Prestige TV podcast. Van Lathan, Charles Holmes reacted to the first episode of Mally Rubin and Joanna Robinson are going to be doing a deep dive analysis during the middle of the week. The Prestige TV podcast. Follow, subscribe. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions. But right now, I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is... The one team's trust. Use code Simmons for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. I have new rewatchables coming on Monday night. It is the third installment of One Word Movie Month. It will be the most controversial choice. I don't know what to tell you. It felt like we had to do it. And that's all I'm going to say. So stay tuned for that one. Coming up on this podcast, Cousin Sal and I are going to break down a wild and woolly. Five games, round one. Round one's not over yet. It's a three-day round one. Five-sixths of the way through. It was bonkers. It was crazy. It was predictable. It wasn't predictable. My head's still spinning from Saturday night. We're going to talk about it all next with the Cuz. First, our friends from Pro Jam. <laughs> Taping this, 8.30, Sunday night. She's got through five games in two days. Round one, not over yet. We still have another game tomorrow night. Sal, what was your favorite football moment of the weekend? Oh, man, I loved it all. I really did. I went into this weekend thinking the Giants-Vikings is going to be the only thing that could save us. I, didn't, I had no idea what to expect from Chargers. Jags, which well, I still saw it and still don't know what to expect, but... Uh, <laughs> Favorite one was that freaking fumble six. I had a lot, lot of money on Cincinnati there. So, um, yeah, that's unfortunate for the Ravens, but that was mine. What was yours? Well, that was that had all the makings of the tease murderer where yeah. Baltimore scores. They inexplicably go for two, but it turns out to be a great call. They're up one point. Cincinnati loses by one. And everyone who teased since he 10 points, seven points, whatever it was just shaking their heads, holding the lost tickets. The bets were pretty, I would say, pretty chalk this weekend, except for that insane Chargers-Jaguars game, which we'll get to later. I thought that let's do Sunday, and then we'll go backwards. 
Yeah, I feel like we could do a two-hour podcast on Dolphins Bills, another four-hour podcast on Chargers Jaguars, and then fit everything else into one. But yeah, yeah we'll say that. Maybe it'll be a three-parter. Giants Vikes was the game of the day. Danny mm. Dimes was the player of the day. Danny Dimes was the player of the weekend. Danny Dimes, thinking man's Josh Allen. Who would you Ooh. rather have? I don't know. Thinking he does man. all the stuff I want from Josh Allen and none of the dumb Josh Allen stuff. I kid, Josh Allen is great, but Danny Dimes, <laughs> um, he 300 plus yards, 75 plus rece- uh, rushing, two touchdowns, no picks, yeah. on the road, super loud crowd, multiple times when he had to navigate like either the crowd near the end of the clock. They're doing like all of these like complicated little run plays, flip plays. They did a Statue of Liberty. I just thought he was awesome. And we've been saying this for the last couple months. We were like, kind of like this Giants team. Think they're a little frisky. They're a little yep. undermanned, but they're really well coached. I don't want to see this team. I compared them on Thursday's pod to like those Philly fighters from the 70s and 80s that just the weird styles. Nobody wants to fight them. They're mm-hmm. just weird. They're unorthodox. And now they go into Philly next week. But um, I was not surprised they beat Minnesota. What'd you do in that game? Did you take the well, Giants? I ended up taking the Vikings when it went, oh, down no. to two, two, went down to two and a half. I was like, this is ridiculous. But I really am pissed at myself because all year, how many weeks were we saying this paper lion, paper tiger, whatever it is, paper Viking team in the like, minus 19 point differential, whatever it is for a, a 12 and four, 13 and four team was ridiculous. Oh, we can't wait to bet against Kirk Cousins. Then the opportunity presents itself. I mean, you and I and Hench and House were going over where do the Giants receivers rank in the top uh, five or six or seven? Do you, do you get, right. do you name a Giants receiver? Well, that was before Hodgins, number five. That was before he turned into Jerry Rice. We didn't He's expect that to happen. Yeah. Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. For sure. Dayball, Dayball, Daniel Jones, and Hodgins are the new Walsh. Montana Rice, it was feeling mm-hmm. like by the end of that game. Yeah, it's look, they've been doing it all year. They got better as the year went along. They played Minnesota a few weeks ago, and that game could have gone either way. And yet, they're up seven. Minnesota has the ball, and we've watched them do this all year. Like Slayton drops that pass on third yeah. and 15. He's wide open, waiting for the Giants drop all game. They do it twice a game, waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally happens. And you're like, oh my God. This garbage Viking team, they're going to do it again. They get yeah. the rough in the passer call where you thought it was a he- helmet hit. I, I the, thought they an, called it on the helmet. I didn't think they called it on the swing. Yeah, whatever I mean, it was, I, it was not rough yeah, in the passer, whatever it was. All of a sudden, yeah. they're at the 50. And yeah. it's like, oh, my God, they're going to do this again. And then the Giants held. And mm-hmm. Cousins checks down on fourth and eight. He throws yeah. it three yards to Hawkinson, who's completely covered, and the game's over. And it was a little similar to that Josh Dobbs play a week ago, which was fourth and 17. But um, watch that play again when you get off with me, because he's, I mean, he has receivers. Not, uh, I'm not going to say every receiver was open past the sticks, but at least they were past the sticks. What was right. he doing? Is he so concerned about his, his you know, completion percentage? Are we still at that stage with Kirk Cousins? So it was almost the point like is, yeah. he just thought Hawkinson was winning the matchup. And it's like, well, Maybe, but not when the guy's tackling him as he as he's catching it. They yeah, say he's not, not at that win, angle. Win that not one. That yeah. yeah, listen, it was a huge victory for the advanced metrics community. It really yes. was. Like DVOA, football outsiders, um, all of these Pythagorean formula, all that stuff. <laughs> I know you talked about it on your pod. I talked about it on my pod on Thursday with Raheem and Heifetz. Like there was just an overwhelming amount of evidence that this Minnesota team was fraudulent. They finished the season in sixth worst in, worst mm-hmm. in DVOA. Every other team that that's ever been in the ballpark of that, they lose in the playoffs. But yet, 
the Giants still had to play well. And I don't know, man. I believe in this Giants team. I really do. I think they have enough good players that they can kind of cheat with the holes. Like their linebackers can't mm-hmm. cover anybody. And Dimes has done it all year. He's He has a bunch of third and fourth and fifth receivers. Hodgins was waived by Buffalo in November, became their yeah. number one guy, basically. But um, they know how to use him. He's got a ton of confidence now. And I go back to that game. What was that? It was probably like fifth or sixth game of the season when Jones screwed up. He threw a pick. Maybe it was like earlier that. It might have been in September. Jones threw a pick in the end zone in the fourth quarter. And he came back and Dayball just screamed at him for like 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were laughing about it that night. Like, oh man, like Dayball, like he's he's probably going to try to get Daniel Jones killed on these sweeps. But right. I don't know. He tur- he put some chest hair on the dude. The guy's really good now. Well, he's good. First of a couple things. First of all, can we talk about the psychology of betting and our, our loser friends and what it does to our minds? Like we saw the Vikings play like horse crap for, you know, what one score games, whatever you want to say, but they went 13 wins this year. But yeah. Whatever. We, we knew what they were going in, but yet everybody was on the Giants. You want to know what shied me away from that pick? Everybody, everybody. we knew what was on the yeah. Giants, right? Everybody. That's one. Number two, yes, you're right. This Dable thing, you, you want to see it with Daniel Jones, and they're going to have to pay, right? The Giants have to pay him now. They kind of have, like, whereas He's, six weeks ago, you weren't sure, just in this last month, that's when it really turned the corner. I would say I'm it's not, the last, like, six, seven weeks, but I think, yeah. he, I think this is... I mean, Flacco's the ultimate example because he went on one of the great playoff runs and probably mm-hmm. the greatest in football history and ends up just, he bet on himself, he wins. But it's it's like a poor man's Flacco. Like, I do think he's going to be $120 million for four years. By the way, I would pay it. I think he's good. I think he's figured it out. Yeah. It's a rare loss for both of us. Both of us were completely out on like a quarterback evaluation. Right. Where I just feel like after two years, I'm like, I'm either in or I'm out. And this is one of the rare cases where it's like, I was completely out. And two months, about two months ago, I was like, this guy's good. I can't deny it anymore. When you bet against him, he's scary. When you bet on him, you have confidence in him. He's good. Mm-hmm. All right, here's my reservations. What are my reservations? Not not yeah. for the future. They should sign Danny Dimes because everything else is such a crapshoot, whether it's yeah. through the draft or if you want to take a chance with Derek Carr, which he won't work out in New York anyway, but whatever, sign him. But as far as for next week, like, yeah, or this game that we saw today, they're going to go up against a better Eagles defense. The Vikings had quadrants yeah. of the field wide open. Like, I couldn't even understand it. Like, that drag route is effective, but should it be wide open every single time? Whether <laughs> right. it's really it's to these guys that we've never heard of. And yeah. we'll give Dave Ball credit, but the Jets had 464 yards passing against the Vikings. So I want to put but everything Jesus, a, little my- bit, a little bit in perspective. Thanksgiving night, that was such a brutal Patriots loss because it felt like we could move the ball on them up and yeah. down the field. And we lost that game. It was one of the many terrible Pats games. But yet they do it all year. They they mm-hmm. were able to pull these stupid games out and it seemed like they were headed for another one. Um, I have a Giants question for you. I have yeah. a couple, actually. Is Dimes the best quarterback in the NFC right now? <laughs> I heard you saying that, yeah. Uh, Who did I say that to? I'm, 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 I, I texted it to you, but am I? No, you didn't. You didn't even ask us. You said he was. You didn't even give us a chance to respond. At least you. Well, would you rather now. like Hertz is hurt, but Hertz is probably yeah. still over him. But it's at least like he's playing Hertz next week. I feel like that's a draw. I know. At worst, now, right? Who do you trust more in a playoff game, Dimes or Hertz? We haven't seen Hertz go on the road and do that in a playoff game yet. Oh my God! I think you're right. I think yeah, you're right. I'm right. 
Cooper Rush one, Dimes two, <laughs> Hurts three. Yeah, you're right. He's top two. He's in there. Um, I know it's scary. He doesn't turn you. You said it exactly. It's like he does the things you don't want. You want Josh Allen. Josh Allen was dying to turn the ball over today. You know, running with the ball, but uh, Dimes running at seven yards a clip before anybody even like touched him was ridiculous today. You know what Josh Allen reminded me of today? Turn the TikTok camera on, Kyle. Uh -oh. This is a quick Let's one. dance. Let's dance. He, he, it was a Trey Young type of performance from Josh Allen today. It was a Ooh. hero ball. It was, I'm pulling up from 28. I want to see <laughs> if this goes in. He was just throwing deep. He didn't need to throw deep. Move the ball yeah. down the field. That Miami team couldn't cover anybody in their team. And he was so fat. He hit digs on that long pass yeah. in the first quarter. And he's like, man, I bet I can just do this you know, once every 10 minutes. And I just thought, like, first of all, he wasn't using his legs. Second of mm. all, they like that there, there was that one time when they got the ball back in the fourth quarter, he just immediately hucked it downfield, missed the guy. Now it's second and ten. Um, I just thought it was a lot of hero ball from him. Whereas like dimes, I just think dimes is like just surgically going down the field. That how many times did the Giants have the ball in that game? I think they had like eight drives, maybe seven. Yeah. And the Giants just had these long drives, methodical, really smart. And that's why I think I think Dimes might be the thinking man's Josh Allen, cuz. I think the other thing we have to examine is who has the best quarterback sneak at this point, right? Because oh, there's a fourth Lawrence, and fourth Lawrence and one. Lawrence had a good one yesterday. He had a nice one. Dimes starts with his foot back, and I'm uh, I'm most confident in his, I think. Josh Allen's, I'm not. Um, probably because it feels not like he might fumble. Yeah. Yeah, Brady's still yeah, the goat, though. Brady's still the best. I still feel I like guess Brady's the last couple hungry weeks, down, getting the, getting the yard. Yeah. Um, but Lawrence, that one he had yesterday when he kind of swung the ball like it was a machete mm -hmm. and he's and it just felt like he was seven feet all of a sudden. That was good. Well, he was six, seven. Wasn't that the big was that the tallest quarterback playoff matchup we've ever seen? Like 13, I think it was. 13 feet between the two of them. Finishing last in this discussion, Huntley. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For QB sneak. Absolutely. Huntley reaching over from the uh the T yard line. You yeah, lose all the, your momentum when you leave your feet, right? It's like when they say yeah. sliding into first base doesn't help you at all. It's kind of the same thing. Oh, here's the ball. Come get it. Well, they had a, the Giants had a moment and I knew they were going to go for it with like three minutes left around midfield. It was fourth and one, mm -hmm. maybe fourth and two thirds of one. And <laughs> I just thought Dimes was getting it. And we go back and forth on, you know, now, now it's turned into you either have to, it's turned into blackjack where it's like, you got to do it every time or, you know, and mm. I don't think it's like that. I think it's a little situational. Like when Peterson went for the two yesterday from the one yard line, when it was 30, 26, I thought it was smart. They had a ton of momentum and they were running, they were doing everything right. they wanted against the chargers. I thought they were going to get it. Their quarterback six, seven. Whereas like when they went for it in the first quarter, when it was fourth and seven, early in the game after he'd already thrown a pick that got tipped twice, I wouldn't mm -hmm. have done that. Like, you know, so I think it is situational. Uh, but with no the Giants, question. I thought yeah. they were getting it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, it is situational. I mean, you're not going to, well, you're not going to wait for the Bengals third offensive lineman to go down and be like, all right, yeah, let's, let's QB sneak it now in Burrow, right? It's different right. from everything else. Yeah. Yeah. The Bengals still have offensive linemen going down. Um, I have to ask, maybe keep the TikTok camera on. So is we'll put a bow on? in this giants Vikes game. Are there any 07 Giants parallels, like 2011, like maybe more 2011 parallels to this team, this Giants team? Because I think, you know, they have, we know, we both know a ton of Giants fans. Yeah, too many. They, they Way have, too many. 
they have a quiet confidence in this team now. They are not afraid mm-hmm. to go into Philly. They believe mm-hmm. in dimes. They really, really, really believe in this coach. The coach is great. He's the, he's been the best coach all season. Yeah. And I think they think they can go into Philly and win. And and are you starting to get like a little 07 flashbacks? A tiny bit. I'm looking, I'm starting to match up players like that Isaiah Hodgins, right? I mean, is he going to catch a ball on his helmet, right? Is he going to pull the David Tyree? <laughs> right. like, there's actual actual player comparisons. You're right. But yeah, Giant fans. I, I know too many. I'm too close to, well, you you hate them for different reasons for those two yeah. games, but I'm I'm just head to head battling with them every time. And the thing with Giants fans is they're like, it's all gravy. We don't care. We weren't supposed to win eight nine games, so it's all gravy. And then I'm like, oh, I almost had a heart attack. Real, I almost punched my grandmother in the face on that last drive. Like, <laughs> what happened to the all gravy thing? Yeah, that's what sports right, you're is so about. Right, it just doesn't no, but matter. It's especially the Giants fans, they like yeah. to do this fake rope a dub. No, no, right. no. I'm just glad we made it. It's like you yeah, definitely yeah. don't feel that way. You're watching <laughs> the game alone right now. Nobody's exactly. in the room with you, and you're throwing shit on every down. Yeah. Um, the day ball thing's been amazing though, and their offensive coordinator, I think, uh, Kafka. Mm-hmm. I think has to be looked at too. And I don't know how much of it is Dayball versus how much of it is Kafka, but man, um, that team every week, they're the most put together. They should have been Minnesota the last time they played. So they grow into, uh, they're going to Philly. We'll do guess the lines later. One that la- I had one last note on that game. I thought Burkhart and Olsen were really good. That was the first time I thought to myself, this actually might be a number one team. I thought they matched the excitement of the game. I thought they had real insight. Like on that fourth and one play we mentioned, they were all over like, oh, this is what they've done all year. They're going to go for this. This is smart. Whereas like that game we had last night with uh, Dungy and our guy Al Michaels, that that was one of the worst announced games that that was actually a memorable game we've ever had. Like that game's going to be on NFL Network. They're going to have to do, they're going to have to dub new announcers in the game. Yeah, you're right. What happened? I, I think what happened, I think here's what happened. I think they said, Al, um, you have a choice here. We could have Tony come in, uh, Tony Dungy, and join you in the booth, or I could inject you with tryptophan. It's going to be the same <laughs> result you pick, but, you know, whatever you want. He's like, well, I'd like the company. Make room for Tony. Well, all the Tonys aren't great at this. Romo's great. Dungy could stay home. I'm sorry. That's just, the, I, I, that's, it was embarrassing. You need Al to be interested in this game. And it was a blowout at halftime. How are you going to bring him back with Tony Dungy? I think Herbie during the year, as as he slowly realized Herbie had never seen an NFL game before, it sucked the mm-hmm. life out of him. And yeah. then they stick him with Dungy for the last game. And I have a lot of respect for Dungy as a thinker in a career. I just, uh, he just shouldn't be a color guy in a, in a, in a game. Like if you're yeah. going to have him, you have to have a second color guy to have, to have a three man booth or something. But you can't just I, have Dungy. It's just not enough energy. I think Herbie was the big winner in that game. And I think Urban Meyer maybe was the big loser. Where, while where it was looking really good for him for a minute. But. Yeah, you're right. Um, let's take a break. I want to talk about that game. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that, made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. All right, we're going to go jump around. I thought we were going to do Sunday and go backwards, but we got to talk about that Chargers-Jags game. Um, Lawrence, with the 
one of the most amazing 180s I've ever seen in a football game. And usually, like, there's been some parallels, right? Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking when it, when we had it, it was 24 nothing. Punt hits the guy in the helmet. Chargers yeah. recover on the six. And there's, like, five and a half minutes left in the second quarter. And it just... And I had the Jags in this kooky 15.5 tees in real life. And I'm thinking, like, if they score here, I'm done. Two plays, and then third down, he throws it over Allen's head. And Allen's wide open. And Michael's, yeah. of course, his voice doesn't even go up. But they don't even really explain why he completely missed him. So it's 27 nothing. But even that moment, I would have said, what? The odds of the Jags winning that game were completely improbable. What's weird is that nobody got hurt. There was no sort mm-hmm. of like seminal, like what, like that Chargers Colts game. I remember I bet on the, Col- the Chiefs Colts like se- seven, eight years ago when Jamar yep. Charles got concussed. Luck brought the uh, the Colts back against the Chiefs. The Chiefs were like, guys were getting hurt. They were running out of people. And it was like, you could feel the game shifting. This one, I never really felt that way until all of a sudden the guy missed the field goal and it was 30 20. And now the Jags were driving. It's like, shit, they have a chance to cut it to three. And then they cut it to two. And it's like the Chargers aren't even covering anymore. But when did you start to think the Chargers were actually going to lose that game? Um, when they came out in the third quarter and Staley hadn't been fired, I was like, whoa, <laughs> there's a real chance here. <laughs> By the way, someone did. This might be bullshit, but someone bet a million point four dollars, $1.4 million to win $11,000 on the Chargers. I don't believe it. I saw that story. I don't Heck, believe you know, it. I, I, I don't just don't believe it. it. It's, it's it, fun it, to Who read would it. do that? What uh, friend do we have? We know a lot of degenerates. What friend do we have money. that would do that? I might do it if I had the money. But yeah, it's, it's fun to, <laughs> okay. to call people out like that. No, I, honestly, I'm not even kidding. As long as he's the coach and he does not know how to kill clock. I was going through yeah. my head because they passed so much more than they needed to. So it's either one of two things. Either he doesn't know like the game is over when the, the time expires. Like, no, it's first to 50, right? Isn't it first to 50 points? Like, no, no, no. You got to run the clock. Or he doesn't know that the clock runs when you run the ball. You know what I mean? It's one of two things. How is this? How is he a coach in the league? He's going to be gone by the time this post, right? I thought he's he was going to be, be gone, gone today. I thought they were going to do it during yeah. the football games. They ran the ball seven times in the second half. Oh, now Here's what's they, worse. there were a lot of drives it, they, in the second they, half and their, their defense gave up what? Five straight touchdown drives, five straight touchdowns. Plus five in turnovers and they lost, which, by the way, that's fireable. I don't even care if it's in the preseason. That should be a fireable offense right there. But also, worse than all that, did you see when they were snapping the ball when the, when the clock was running? 22 seconds left, 16 seconds left, 18 seconds left. He never took the clock down to three or four. I mean, this guy's a maniac. He really is. It's malpractice. It was, it was completely fireable. And what's funny is this is what Atlanta did in the Patriots game, the 28-3 to game. And if you just added up all the times Matt Ryan snapped it with like 20 seconds, 15 seconds yeah. left on the clock, the Pats don't even get the ball again for the last drive. I did the whole podcast about this a while ago, or at least a piece of a podcast. They just didn't understand, like, you're not even playing the Pats anymore. You're not playing the the Charger, the Jaguars clock. anymore. You're just playing the yeah. clock. It's just, you just want that clock to move 35. It was like, like Baltimore today. The two minute drill when they're just killing. Oh no! Wait, they were they were down in the game. My bad. When they right. when they were huddling with a minute fifty left in the game for yeah. thirty seconds. Yeah. Um, no, it was it was coaching malpractice. And then you go back to last week where he gets Mike Williams hurt, where they really needed him. Especially they had another receiver go out there in the game, but mm-hmm. you really felt it around like in the red zone, like that first to go from the six. That was Mike Williams' territory. He would have had that one play where he got in pass interference. 
Um, it's impossible to lose that game. I've never seen a game in my life where somebody turned the ball over five times in the first half and won the game. It's never happened in my lifetime in a game I've watched. Yeah, and those are the worst stats any quarterback ever had through a first quarter, right? And Trevor Lawrence, like they had all the, they, they were on the road, which is where they make their hay, right? <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, how did they blow this? Oh, he's got to go. I mean, Justin I, Herbert deserves better. He just does. The great quarterbacks are the ones that could be great, need to be paired with at least decent coaches. They're, the league, forget about like protecting quarterbacks and sacks and stuff like that and late hits and whatever yeah. you want to do. Protect them from themselves and, and having bad records because they're stuck with co coaches don't know what they're doing. Well, Herbert's the internet darling. Mm -hmm. I just have to point out, missing Allen on that throw was a murder because that game's yeah. over. If they 31 nothing is insurmountable. Right. And I, I, I didn't think he was a top five reason they lost in the second half, but he certainly he wasn't script. They were just kind of sending him straight back and then there's five guys on him. They weren't using his legs at all. He's so good moving around. They weren't doing mm -hmm. that at all. It was a really poorly coached game and maybe I think it was a Hall of Fame playoff loss. I gotta say, like if if Falcons 28 to 3 is the 10 out of 10 and like Ernest Biner, like that wasn't up there, but it was like a level below. But the good news if you're a Chargers fan is it now opens the door for Sean Payton. Yes. Which is all that should matter. Now I've heard, I've asked some people who know, who know stuff. Everyone's everyone who knows things seems to think the Chargers are way too cheap to fire mm -hmm. Staley and then pay Sean Payton. Right. This is a team that's like a tenant in somebody else's football stadium. Yeah. So who knows? But Sean Payton, if I'm him, this is the job I want. I get to coach Justin Herbert, and I get to be in L.A. That's the best job by far. Nothing. Could, you're going to go to Carolina. You're yeah. going to go to like New Orleans. Like, come on. That's it's no contest. Right. I, I mean, I look, I, first of all, I think he likes it out here because he does. I, in fact, I know he does. I mean, not yeah. that he wants to make his career or his life or everything, but he definitely likes it out here. And it's funny, like Denver meets with him tomorrow in L.A. He's like, no, nah, yeah, you can meet. I'll meet with you, but meet in L.A. Like, all right. So where? what does that look like? They take him out to dinner like, wow, Mastro's is great. I could have this every night. Yeah, but no, but remember, we're with Denver. Oh, okay. All right. I think he does end up here. I think it makes sense for all the sense in the world. He wants a quarterback, right? He's not going yeah. to one of these bad teams that doesn't have a draft pick, doesn't want to take a chance on one of these uh, college quarterbacks. It really is perfect. Well, you know, it wasn't perfect. Our 12 to 1 AFC Chargers. Uh, I'm sorry. I talked that, you in some no, buds. You didn't talk me into anything. I, I went yeah. willingly and I was excited about it, but we did it uh, before that week 18 game. And right. then it's like Mike Williams went out. Oh, that's not great. Bose is out. Oh, that's not great. Um, but then Williams, it turned out he had a small fracture in his back playing mm -hmm. in this game that didn't matter. We we talked about this last week. The Bosa thing was hilarious. Mm. So Jacksonville's not going for two if it's 30-26 from the two-yard line. That doesn't make right. sense. From one, it made sense because they have a tall quarterback, whatever. Bosa comes off the field, and clearly it was a false start. Like, there's no question. It was one of many terrible calls he missed. Doesn't even get off the field and whips his helmet down. And Staley, for some reason, scutters over to him, like, <laughs> you know, like a like waiter and like picking up his napkin and, and gives him his helmet back. And then Bosa whips it again. It was, I thought I'd watched that clip like seven, eight times, but Bosa ended up really murdering them because. I yeah. think that it sounds weird, but there's such a big difference between 30-27 and 30-28. 30-28, sure. it was like, oh my God, they're going to lose. 30-27 is like, eh, all right. 
you, you're fine. Field goal catches you, but you know, but the 30, 28 was like the grim reaper and it was all because of Bosa. It was his fault. And what did he, you think he thought when he gave him back? Like, oh, coach liked what he saw. I'm going to do it again. Or I'm it's just like, throw so it again. Control. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do it again for distance this time. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say to the ref? Because he didn't get called for the throw in the helmet, right? He got called for what he said. The ref kind of chased him up the field there a little bit. It was so oh, weird. I'd, yeah, the whole thing was strange. So our guy, Doug Peterson, who we've poked fun at a little, um, mm-hmm. going for two was great. I He was super aggressive in the second half. And, you know, I, I do think whether you think he's a good coach or not, there is something to be said for like, oh, that guy beat Belichick with Nick Foles in a playoff game. When you're down like that, Mm-hmm. At least he has some gravitas where if you're the Chargers and like Brandon Staley's never going to be a head coach again. This is right, our right. guy. So it was a little bit different, but I, I thought he had a couple, a couple good ones, but that, that two point play, did you, did you like that when they did that? Cause I actually liked it. I don't know why Normally I did. I would hate it. But at that time I was like, the Chargers are reeling. This is great. You should yeah. definitely do this. That's what we talk about. Momentum, how easy it was to score on the drive, getting there, all that stuff. The Chargers being the Chargers, whether it was going to be a coach or a quarterback or a kicker missing a field goal. It's like it all pointed in the direction of, all right, Jaguars, just don't take your don't take your foot off the gas and you'll be there at the end. Chargers, just a doomed team. Very similar to the Clippers. Feels like they should just merge. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go. Uh, we'll... we'll quickly rip through Niners Seahawks and then we'll do the other two which will be more fun um, interesting Seattle, that this became the biggest blowout but it was like a one point like Gino was 9 for 10 the first half and we're like holy crap do we have to bet away from our uh, we have a hedge against our money line parlays here yeah I never felt I was never that worried what, I, what upset me was one of my bet and it was a smaller bet but it was a million dollar picks where I'd see it San Francisco first half wins the game. Buffalo first half wins the game. The parlay of it was uh, plus one fifteen. So it's sixteen to fourteen. They they I think kick a field, whatever they do. The Niners go up two and there's thirteen seconds left. And I like went to the bathroom. I went to go get chips. I didn't even realize that they squib kicked it, had a penalty, and Seattle somehow scored. And I lost right. the first half Seattle, but I had no idea. It comes back and it's all right, let's start Seattle 17 to 16. Oh, wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> I had no minutes. idea what happened. Some rewinding it on the freaking TV. The guy but, was um, an idiot. They needed 40 yards in eight seconds, and he like speared him on the ground. Like so stupid. So dumb. Um, but yeah, Seattle, they they made it fun for about an hour and a half. Um, mm-hmm. the big thing was was Purdy. Two big things. One was Purdy. We needed to see him do it. There was a moment there in the first quarter where he had a couple iffy throws. I was like, oh, is he going to turn on pumpkin? Nope. He was great. Um, but the big thing for me that I took away from that game, and this is something that some of the smarter football people have been saying, people smarter than us who watch the 22-man film and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you can throw on the, on the Niners. You can throw over the top on them. Yeah. You could do this. And we watched Metcalf just completely torch them. And right. now I'm thinking, so they have, they're going to be playing either Dallas or Tampa, two teams mm-hmm. that are going to be throw, able to throw over the top on them. Your team should be able to throw over the top of them if you can get by tomorrow night. So did that make you feel better about the game if you have to play them? No, I love this team. I mean, I don't love them. They're obviously rooting for my Cowboys if they get there. But I, I think just eventually they figure it out. It doesn't matter. And they shut you down. And what was it, 25-6? 
in the second half. Seattle well, they scored twenty five straight. Yeah, yeah, it was twenty five. Another, yeah, right. I guess Seattle scored six at the end there. And uh, what's getting me crazy is I can't pinpoint who this Brock Purdy reminds me of. I mean, who do you think? Like he'll sh- even in his incomplete passes where he uh, he'll roll left. And like yeah. really just like tiptoe along the left sideline and then throw it away. Like, oh man, that kid's smart. How how is he doing that? You know? And so the, there's a little like weird like farve in there to I don't know, like who 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 pops up when you think of him? First of all, thanks for asking. Yeah. Um he reminds me of later career Rich Gannon. Really? That's that's the vibe. Like Rich Gannon was a little smaller and he used to be a scrambler initially. And Give him a better upside than that. Give him a little. Rich better Gannon upside, was the huh? MVP of the league. Rich Gannon made, right? he made the league? Super Bowl. He had the tuck roll game where they could have made it the second time. Yeah, Rich Gannon was a real guy for like three years. There. I guess he was. That's right. Um, right. I apologize. So he reminded me of that. Like game manager can use his legs when he needs to, but kind of doesn't. You know, very calm. Mm-hmm. I think the big thing for him, if you have a rookie quarterback and you're a team like the Niners that has that many weapons, is. You just want to make sure your quarterback seems like he thinks he belongs there. And that guy has a lot of confidence. He had, yeah, so We poised. said it that first night. Remember, we did that whole segment. And and mm-hmm. uh, we our, our friend Brent Montgomery, we saw him at the JKL 20th yeah. thing on Friday. And he was like, why don't you guys get more praise for being on this Purdy thing? And I was <laughs> like, I don't know. That's not how this stuff works. And we're wrong plenty of times, too. But we were right. on the Purdy thing from... Week one, because it was like he just from the moment he went in, he looked like he belonged. And that's I don't I've, he's never wavered from that. We haven't even seen not, him have a bad half yet. He's not going to screw it up for them. I, I'm almost positive at this point with three weeks left. And I think he'll be playing in all three games left in three weeks. He won't screw it up. Seems for like I don't it. know who will. They're they're really damn good. I will I say can't. who's not who's not good. The meteorologists, those creeps. I bet under I had the under yeah. and everything. And like, how could they be that far off? It was like sunshine throughout that missed the, the monsoon by hours. And I, I'm good to these people. I tip my meteorologists. I don't know if you do when they're <laughs> right. I'm all over it. Nice Christmas gift. This was bad. That was a big Warren Sharp thing. Cause he was like, the weather's going to be bad. That kills Seattle. They won't be able to throw the ball over the top. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, the weather's fine. And well, every- the reason it, it hurt us is because we had the bills to be the top scoring team at, at you know, yeah. and, uh, we didn't, we didn't count on the Niners to score 41 in a, Mudstorm. That was stupid. I made up for it. I hit a Danny Dimes over completions 22 and a half with Giants to win. It was like three to one. So I, won, oh, I was nice. able to win our our little bet that we made on the highest All scoring right. team. By the oh, way, good. I've I never send won. My half. I, send me my half. Yeah. I've never won that highest scoring team of the weekend bet. I don't think ever in my life. It's always like, remember I last know. year it was like the Rams, I think, mm-hmm. on the last day beat, had the most against the Cardinals and it's just, it's always the team you don't expect. I thought the Giants were going to do it for a second today. They was going, I've never even won it, like, when it's just a Super Bowl left. I've not won the high-scoring <laughs> team. Uh, that's how bad I am. I can't pick between two. Damn it. <laughs> we had, um, the announcing crew wasn't awesome in that one. Joe Davis, like, I, he's very polished, but just mm-hmm. a little more personality. Like, like just, you can't sound like you're an AI announcer. It, I'm telling you, I thought Burkhart and, and Olsen they I were good. won the weekend. I thought they were really good. Let me tell you what's what's especially good about Burkhart and Olsen. I, I look at that game aesthetically. I'm like, oh, crap. This is indoors. I feel yeah. like everything this time of year should be outdoors. It takes something away from it, you know? And uh, But no, they brought you back in. I mean, it was a good game, too. But they Yeah, were good. they were really good. Olsen's really good. So two things with um, 
the Niners. One is, I do wish that game had been Lions Niners. I think that would have been a a, mm. a more like uh, explosive game. I think they would have scored more points. The Lions. We just thought the Lions and then Pittsburgh. Right. I think Pittsburgh could have gone into Buffalo and beaten them. The way Buffalo's yeah, well, playing, we'll get to them in a second. Yeah. But the other thing with the Niners, they're now like, what do they do with Trey Lance? They traded all these picks for Trey Lance, right? To move up to the third pick. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting their quarterback on the last pick of the seventh round, who's clearly better than Trey Lance. So now what do you do? Is is Trey Lance now available? Would you trade for Trey Lance? Like he's coming off an injury. I, they have two quarterbacks that I feel like could probably start for other teams. But Purdy should, unless Purdy completely self-destructs, I, I feel like he's going to be the guy. Well, I don't even know what you'd get for him. Right, because Trey any Lance? team that needs a court, yeah. Would you, if you're another team, you'd make him your starter, Trey Lance. If you're like any of these teams that need a quarterback, I mean, twelve teams need a quarterback. Oh, man, I see. To me, it's like roll the they dice. They probably keep him. Yeah, they yeah. probably keep him. Roll right? the dice. Yeah, well, they'd keep him. But I'm saying the other teams. I'm, I think it's better to just even go into the draft or something. Purdy was eighteen for thirty, three hundred thirty-two mm-hmm. yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. This is like continues to be the most incredible story. It's not, there's really no, not a lot of angles on it other than to say this is incredible, but this is incredible. And it makes you think like just how stupid drafting is. Yeah. You know, like we see it with Philly did the process. I was talking to Lombardi about this. Philly, Philly did the process and somehow didn't take Giannis, right? Their whole Mm. thing is we're just going to take projects and we're going to suck for multiple years. Somehow they don't take Giannis. Mm. The, The Niners trade all of their guys all their picks to get Trey Lance. And now mm-hmm. they're starting the last pick of the seventh round. It's like, there's fucking no rhyme or reason to this. All right, Bill, Bill, let's take a look uh, at that. I mean, that. That's your second NBA reference. Let's take a look <laughs> at the next gen stats for Bill <laughs> injecting two basketball yeah, references. I, I just love how he keeps bringing the NBA into this. 113% <laughs> that Bill was going to mention the NBA twice and a half. I just, I, wait, the way he weaved in Giannis, <laughs> I, I just, there's nobody better. There's nobody better. He so really good. loves his basketball, I'll tell you. Um, all right, well, let's go to uh, Dolphins Bills. <laughs> you watched that Jets Dolphins game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was Skyler impressed. Thompson was an abomination. <laughs> right, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> couldn't do anything. And today, I thought if his receivers had caught a couple more passes, and there was a couple great like last second tips by the Bills, he could mm-hmm. have like four hundred yards passing in this game. He's really good. Kept him in it. And then on the flip side, Allen kept him out of it. It was the same thing we saw with the with the Jets game. It was the same thing we saw with the Patriots in week 18. Teams are just moving the ball on the Bills' defense. And I think the Steelers, I honestly think the Steelers could have beaten them or come close if that had been the seventh seed. And now I look at this Cincinnati team coming in and you think like, this is what a, what a setup for them. And yet Cincinnati lost another offensive lineman today. Now they don't have their left tackle, their right tackle, or their right, right guard. We don't know if the left tackle is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but they might have this decimated offensive line and we might, somebody's going to get this Bills team and I just don't know what week it's going to be. But I defensively, I, I just don't think they have it. I have not seen it from them. No. Well, first of all, this is, none of it would have mattered if I didn't text you. I'll just read it at 10.56 a.m. because we had the Bills to be the high scoring team. What was it, 17 nothing? Yeah, was no, it, no, it was, 14? it was 21. Was it, just, it was 14 nothing and they scored to make it 21 nothing and we went to commercial. 
It was 20 and to nothing. 20. All right. And I, and I text, perfect start for us. Did you hammer the Bills blowout ranges? Because in, in addition to the top scorer, we had Bills by 21 to 25, 25 or more. And you're like, no, I didn't. I just did the first, uh, I just did our scoring bet. And I was like, what a, what's the matter with you? What, what? And then what happened? Milano misses a tackle. No, they, they a, overruled oh, the touchdown. That's right. They brought it back. So they it took it off the goal. board. So we yes. went from 21 to nothing to uh, all of a sudden it was 17 7. We went yeah. backwards, and then and from there it just became a comedy. Two, two then, field goals, two long drives for field goals. But even with that, we had thirty four with two minutes left in the third. We thirty four the whole fourth quarter. Yeah, right. We could have. Allen was just trying to do his hero ball fifty five yarder to somebody. Um, yeah. I don't get it. I didn't understand the missed tackling. I thought it was alarming. Mm-hmm. I thought. Um, Skylar Thompson was picking them apart and finding guys all over the place and buying time. And, um, it just, it's, they just weren't impressive. It was not a good win. If you're the bills, like you great, you advanced to round two, but you can't feel awesome about this next game. And now, you know, we're going to have this really, really, really surreal bills Bengals matchup. This is three Their defense weeks after the Hamlin game, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like, now it's like, all right. Hey, guys, we're going to do this again. It's just all, all the whole vibe is just weird. It really is weird. And Josh Allen's play is weird. He has 30 interceptions slash fumbles this year. That's an astounding number. And and it looked like he wanted more, right? Like, they wanted just the way he was carrying the ball. And like you said, their defense, you know, they, they just, they miss Von Miller. It's just not, it's not impressive. Now, like you said, if the offensive linemen are out, if all these guys, if it's Kappa, Collins, and Williams all out, they may get to him five or six times. It won't matter. But um, I think the fans won this game for them. This I called mm. this game the um, prior to the snap bowl because they had to move the Giants-Vikings kickoff 20 minutes because this was so long, and it wasn't because of an injury, thank God, right? It was all because we couldn't get any plays off, and there were incomplete passes, and it was like, prior to the snap, false start, prior to the snap, this guy took his home, prior to the, it was so many prior to the snaps. It was terrible, and uh, it just wasn't Bill's football. There was no flow, so it's going to be interesting next week. I don't know what to make of it. It cost me two real-life bets because I was going to bet on the Giants, and I was waiting because it was plus three, minus 120 odds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait till it gets closer, see if that changes. Uh. And the freaking Bills game went so long that I, I flipped <laughs> over to Fox, and it was right. four minutes in. And right. I was like, wait, I missed it? So somehow I don't get a Giants bet in. And then, um, and then I'm like, well, now I was going to bet on the Bengals and te- and maybe tease the Bengals and the under, I mean, I'm sorry, the Ravens and tease the Ravens and the under or maybe mm-hmm. like, or maybe do Ravens straight up. That line dipped to like eight, seven and a half range. Yep. And I said to myself, cause you and I have been in this situation many times, like, well, I've missed this bet with the giants that want, that would have won. That's money mm-hmm. lost. I can't now chase it with this other bet. So I'm just going to back off for the rest of the day and keep the big teases I had. And yeah. then, of course, the Ravens covered too. So it cost me two bets. They screwed us. They really did. And you know what? That I game was say, four hours. How do we have a four-hour regulation game? Not only was it four hours. Maybe it's I'm comparing it to a Springsteen concert, but just just four hours in regulation, and and the fans really wanted for them. With all those prior to the snaps, a lot of it was yeah. because it was so damn loud. I was getting reports from Bills fans like, "Wow, it's it's loud as it's ever been in here. It really is." So, uh, good is job it, by them. The game was so long that Romo ran out of 
ways to say, here we go, Jim. So, <laughs> yeah, so he, he started saying in other languages, Como se dice, Jim? <laughs> he did. Saying Spanish, French. <laughs> yeah. I think he, he ripped off 15 here we go, Jims, because the snap count kept messing him He's up. He's very versatile. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I have no idea why. I, and why not? I mean, we're going to have all these games. We're going to start a playoff game when the other game is still going on and it's a three-point game. Can't yeah. wait. Can't knock that we'll one, wait. push you back. The fans we'll wait. will wait the extra 12 minutes. Believe me. It'll, you get your bets together. It's the exact reason you laid out. We need a like, break. We need a 10 You want to be able to think. Yeah. yeah. You, you, we're, we're, all we care about these days are gambling ads and all the gambling being legal in all these states. And this is like, right. 10 minutes. Run your you Magnum, PI, Magnum PI night court right. ads. Run them back to back for 12 minutes. We're fine. We're good. We'll do something <laughs> it's else. Like, it's like, wait, that's not Magnum. Where's his mustache? What's going on? Really didn't look like him. Really doesn't. No, it 100 percent didn't. I thought Josh Allen looked like um, Mitch Trubisky. That was I yeah. wrote that down. Um, I wrote down that there were so many ads in that game, and I don't know whether it was just a long game, so we noticed the ads, but it really felt like because CBS only had one game that they had, mm-hmm. they thought they're going to have two games, and they sold two games of ads, so they were just cramming the ads yeah. in like it was like a you know harry's dinner plate um right <laughs> and then the the two a thing is that the biggest what if of the season now because i think if no let's take away all the two concussions and it's just healthy two in that game <laughs> mm-hmm. could they have beaten the bills because it really seems like they thought they could play with them and the, and the announcers over and over again were like mike mcdaniel told us Blah, blah, blah. He, he felt great, but like, yeah. do they win that game with Tua? I, they might, but it was such, that was the other weird part of it, right? Like, was, uh, forget how long, well, I guess this lend, leads into why it was so long, the incomplete passes, because everyone was dropping balls in the sun. Like, I, I went to <laughs> right. school in upstate New York. The sun came out, not in January. You didn't see the sun in January, let alone like a, a one o'clock game. Like, why were people losing the ball in the sun? Waddle had to drop two in the sun. Right. Diggs dropped one. Um, yeah. it, it was it was very weird. So I don't want to say inserting two in definitely gets them there. But yeah, maybe it well with Thompson's numbers. It was terrible for what for them having a having been. They in were there. terrible, was, but he did have like at yeah. least four or five. <sighs> sorry, four or five passes that were dead on and either they got dropped mm-hmm. or picked at the last second. Yeah. Um, 18 for 45 and they were right in it. Well, the other thing with that game. A lot of people probably talked themselves into the three-team 10-pointer mm-hmm. once that Buffalo line got up to like 13 and a half. We were mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I don't want to tease that, not have it go below the three. Then you look at it a little longer. Uh, Skylar Thompson. Uh. And then you finally right. talk yourself into it and the Bills win by three. Yeah. So that that was a tease killer. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what else killed them. I, like, I don't know if like Tua being in made a difference. Probably. Mostert. You and I loved most of yeah, that, that was tough. You could have used him for sure in there. What did they end up having? Like Jeff Wilson was their leading rusher with 23 yards. Yeah, that and that's probably next week if the Bengals are able to run the ball at all with with whatever offensive lineman they have. Mm-hmm. You got to pound it through the Bills. I don't think they're right. a very good tackling team. You mentioned the Von Miller thing. The pass rush isn't quite what it used to be. Um, and Allen's been sloppy. He just has. He's no Danny Dimes, I'll tell you that much. All right, we'll take a break, and then we'll talk Ravens, Bengals, and do a little guest alliance. 
All right, last game was Bengals-Ravens, which was a weird one. Classic Ravens. The Ravens, to me, are so similar. And so I've said this before, so similar to the Miami Heat, where it doesn't even matter who's out there. It just feels like in a playoff game, they're going to hang around and be close. And what was uncharacteristic, they really fucked up the last couple minutes of that game, especially the two-minute drive. Like, Harbaugh left that game with a timeout. Two, really. I mean, the clock yeah. was stopped with eight seconds left, and he took his yeah, second right. time out. Yeah. So. so the whole clock, man, they had the ball at 3.30 left, got down to the two minutes. It was like a fourth and one, I think. Third and one, fourth and one, whatever it was. They get it. Yeah. And they huddle. They don't use the timeout. That's fine. But I'm, how do you not have the second play when you get it? They don't snap the next play until it's like 125. I think it was an mm-hmm. incomplete. Now it's 120. And I think they only ran four or five plays in the last two minutes of the game. It was very uncharacteristic. I always thought he was on his shit, but you know, that's not why they lost. They lose because of the QB sneak where yeah. been wait I've been waiting for this to happen, just for the record. The mm-hmm. reach over. People are getting we're getting a little too comfortable with the reach over the line thing. And mm-hmm. he, this goes in cycles. And we'd been seeing a lot this season, and we hadn't seen it get knocked out yet. But in that case, he was too far away. I don't know why he did it from that far away. He reaches over. It's not even close. And then they somebody comes up and hits it. Right. And that was the game. But do you think they win if he gets that play? I think it's tough, man. I think the Bengals would that that really might have deflated them if he has scored there. And yeah, of course, go low. Um, I, I think maybe you'll see those go away now. Seven. I think you see those go away now. I think it, everything's going to be low for the most part. And, uh, and especially when you can have a fullback, you know, shove you in the ass until you get through the goalpost, basically. So, um, but back to Harbaugh for a second, those timeouts suck that he had those. He, I think he was like roofied the last drive. What was that second down play that the went off? ran it? Yeah. Because and they got he, the holding, he got the holding, but best case scenario that he gets one yard and the clock runs, right? So you're really wasting a time out there, but that's really what killed him. Second and 23rd and 24th and right. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was unfortunate. That fumble, that fumble six. Our boy Nathan Hubbard, right? Is that who returned that? Some kind Nathan of Hubbard, hundred and hundred and five yards. Yeah, um, yeah. So they would have gone up seven, and I think they probably win if they get yeah. that because it felt like um, it just felt like they were locked in. They mm-hmm. were super physical. That they were hit. They were laying uh, laying the pads all mm-hmm. over the place. I really liked how they played. And then they all fit in the room is not only did Lamar play, he wasn't in the building. Right. And I think, I just think that's super weird. It, I, there's no defense for it. Like I know he's hurt, but are you the leader of the team? Like the quarterback's supposed to be the leader of the team or one of the leader of the team. How is he not at the game? And then if it's like, if you're going to play next week, why would you want to be in the sidelines? There, you, there's, you couldn't have offered help our assistant anyway. So as far as we know, he wasn't there. And mm-hmm. to me, that j- I just read that as that guy's out and that it doesn't seem like they really care either. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on all that. I don't think he comes back. I think he said goodbye to them late, early in the week when he laid out all his, you know, what, what's going on with his leg and everything. And, you know, I'm not saying what was it Vic who said, you know, put that thing in a brace and play. I'm not sure that's the answer either, but Come to the game, no matter what. Just sit, sit there. Don't talk to anybody, but at least be seen at the game. That's what's that's what's weird. I was also going to ask you, like, if they score there, we were going back and forth on text. Do you go for two if you're the Ravens? Yeah, I thought I thought they 100 percent would have gone for two. And of course, could, the 
Collinsworth never mentioned it, but yeah. um, I think they would have. And I think I think the history of Harbaugh says he would have. I was thinking at the start of that drive, I was like, this is it. This game's not going to overtime. Because I don't know if it would help, but it doesn't. It's different now. The playoff rules, you know, this is the first year where both teams get it. Even if like, even if the I Bengals were to get a, a, I think a, it a score a touchdown. You don't like it? No, I don't. I don't. If you give up a touchdown on the opening drive of overtime, go home. You deserve really? to lose. Yeah. Do your job. Don't, don't give up a fucking touchdown. Yeah, I know. But when you're four hours in, the defenses this, are kind of, kind of. This is class. This is bit. our culture now. This is everybody gets a trophy. Everyone's the MVP of the no, eight-year-old baseball uh, team. This is what we've turned oh, into. Where, oh, oh, both sides it. have to get the ball now. Uh, you know, you sound like you sound like Prince Harry right now. Is that who you <laughs> want to sound like? Oh no, I sound like Prince Harry. Uh, one of us sounds like Prince Harry. <laughs> That's so funny because I was going to actually bring Prince Harry in to talk about the Lamar Jackson situation. Should I bring <laughs> no. him in? Yeah, go ahead. Let me hear him. Prince Harry, come on in. <laughs> I just don't understand why this bloke who's getting paid to perform in these American football games would not be on the sidelines. I I remember with the royal family. Um, I'm losing it. I've lost the accent. I had it for a second. <laughs> you had a little... I was so Prince close. It started, it started to sound like a Nashville accent. Ted Cruz a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know hey, since we started making fun of Prince Harry in the podcast last week, the world yeah. turned against him. He became I a know. punchline. You did a good job with that. It was really great. I felt like I was two <laughs> days early on it. Loser. He's going to go back. That guy. Back to the read, motherland. How do you read your own book where Here you have go. those passages that like, <laughs> like Kimmel was doing them all week, but do these right. passages about how your dick had frostbite and... Yeah. Like you're just sitting in a recording studio reading that? How humiliating. How much money do you, like what, what else would you do for money? Would you mm -hmm. go on like that? What's that show where Joe Rogan made you eat stuff? Oh, uh, Fear Factor? Like would he yeah. go on that? What would Prince Harry do for a paycheck at this point? Well, here's what's going to kill you. I mean, I I, I say leave well enough alone. I know you don't like that. He's doing absolutely nothing and, and profiting off of it. But yeah. What's going to happen when he like goes into comedy? And someone has to buy his sitcom or has to do this or Prince Harry. Doing, God forbid. Is he, is doing he already in comedy right now? <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, uh, intentional. Did you hear comedy. some of the excerpts of his book? I, I did. He's he could, per doing performance comedy. Do 20 minutes on his frozen penis at the Laugh Factory. It's, you're going to hate it. Yeah. what? Are, I, I'm so glad America has come on my side. I don't just even know what whine, we're talking Just whining about. about shit. Here's my book. I'm just going to whine about shit for 400 yeah. pages. <laughs> this one day is it you think one of your sons is going to write a book about your other sons like this sounds like something jack might do and then one I day so, archie yeah. drank archie drank the rest of the orange juice and there was nothing yeah. left chapter two it's actually my parent corner way to step on it thank you that's exactly oh what shit <laughs> chapter no, four i went to i went to poop and there was no toilet paper left <laughs> What a loser. Go home, Prince Harry. See, Go back. Find it, another country. Get out of this one. Loser. It goes full circle. It comes full circle. We go with go, Prince Harry pooping and back to Lamar Jackson talk. Running off the field. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, Lamar and Prince Harry. Maybe that should be the podcast. <laughs> Lamar can complain about the Ravens and Prince Harry can complain about everything else. Then this other time we were playing Scrabble. <laughs> And William turned over that cue. He made believe it was a blank. It was in, I went to my room crying. You have Loser. to have him on. You have to have him on. What, what I talked talk to our about? former. He doesn't have any hobbies. So he's just he whines about his life. What are we going to have a conversation about? 
This is going to be a little inside baseball. I wish you were there for the second, but for this, but we had our our second. We had uh, a few executive producers. Our second one was Duncan Gray over at Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah, and he came out from London. He does even a better uh, English uh, accent than you do. And wait, I told him about Prince Harry and your thing with him and everything. And what what's he do? And he doesn't, you know, he's making a name for himself here. He doesn't do anything. And uh. I'm like we can't stand him, and our friend Daniel's like, "Oh no, no, we love him. We do love. We've embraced him. We really love him." And so now Duncan's confused. I'm like, "Oh, forget it." I'm walking. Wait, Daniel away from said this. we loved him. Yeah, he said we love him. Who loves him? I don't know. And then I'm like, "Well, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe this is just Simmons' thing." And then I'm looking around. I'm like, "No, we don't love him. This is crazy." I mean, I guess people watch this these docu everything he puts out. So in that regard, we love him. But <laughs> who loves him? My dad didn't hug me for four months. <laughs> um, Ray, Bengals Ravens. Joey yeah. B, our guy Joe Burrow, was slinging it a little bit, yeah. trying to make stuff happen. They, they didn't really block for him the second part of the game. Um, and Huntley just, you know, you can, you can only go so far with the Huntley, Skylar yeah. Thompson types. It, if you're playing, especially on the road, mm. pretty hard to win with those guys. Well, you know, House loved this stat, this trend, and I loved it too. So first-time playoff quarterbacks against non-first-time playoff quarterbacks, just 22% against the spread. And what did they do this year? They went 3-0 th and today. Huntley. Is that true? Skyward, Skyward Thompson, Huntley, and who else would it be? Uh, who was the first? Game? Oh, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, went 3-0 you know, against the spread. That Ravens line was too high. It yeah. just was. I, it just was. You knew that was going to be a one-score game, and you knew the Ravens' defense was going to show up. I didn't understand it, and the sharps bet it down. Mm -hmm. In the twelve hours leading up to the game, they bet it down. What two points? It's so tough. One AFC point? North ball. Really, AFC North football was really, really rough. I think you're right. It didn't matter what happened last week. This was going to be a good game this week, and I don't know. These teams. And they are just talked so to McPherson. Built. They're like, "Look, man." If if you guys go up nine nothing, can you miss the PAT so the <laughs> score looks weirder? He's like, cool, I got this. Well, that's what's weird. That guy was so hot going into the playoffs yeah. last year, right? Now he's that's. I don't trust him anymore. I, I no. even the PATs. I'm like, is this going to go in? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So that it feels like Lamar's done there, and I don't know what team will be desperate enough to trade for him, but it will be a team. Somebody yeah. will do it. We saw Cleveland. Pay two hundred fifty billion and three first for Deshaun Watson. Lamar will get at least eighty percent of that as a trade haul, and I'm sure the Ravens will move on. Would be my guess. And the fact I still that he think they there, I still think they franchise tag him. But you're right; he's got to remember to show up to the games. It's imperative. Um, Mally Rubin, diehard Ravens fan. Oh yeah, her take was um. One of the one of the worst plays of my entire life, the Huntley play. Seriously, wow. I'll remember it until I die. Was her take on on Huntley reaching over the goal line, hmm. and then later to uh, to fantasy and those guys. I'll carry that one with me to the grave. Wow, that's Just dark wanted stuff. a win. Wanted a Ravens Ravens Bengals win. So yeah, for it. Um, that's Prince Harry talk right there. I don't know. You better keep an eye on her. What were your gambling highlights for round one? Were you up or down this weekend? No, I was up because ultimately San Francisco, Buffalo, 
and San and uh, what's the last one? Cincinnati was a winner. So I put all my eggs on that. But I, I screwed up with you. I, I mean, I again, I pulled you into that Chargers bet. Nah, so that loses much. that future. And the I had bills a, I had a big bet score. at the start of the week. I had the ten teamer or three three team ten pointer. Yeah, with the Niners when it was ten and a half. With mm-hmm. the Bills when it was 10 and a half, or Niners when it was nine and a half, Bills when it was 10 and a half before it jumped, and the Bengals all the way to plus three and a half. So I had that. Nice. And then Saturday, I did the first time in a while, I did a four team 13 pointer, which I don't yeah. think I've done in a couple years because I was like, there's no way the Niners lose and there's no way Buffalo loses. So I, mm-hmm. I get to move two other games 13 points. This sounds awesome. So I called <laughs> House and I'm like, House, Talk me out of this. And I laid out the tease. He's like, that's great. I'm doing it. I'm going to do that with you. So I'm like, is that a good sign or a bad sign? Now House is doing this with me. <laughs> was um, it Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Was so we had Jacksonville plus 15 and a half. Oh. And Lawrence is just throwing picks left oh. and right. And I'm like, this is my fault. <laughs> I yeah. did this. Uh, I had the Chargers <laughs> minus two and a half and million dollar picks. But then this Jacksonville one. And then somehow right. they covered it. So anyway, I, I hit it. I have that. The scary. last one is the last one is your team ten and a half tomorrow night, Dallas. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I feel good about that. Well, I mean, whenever you want to talk about it, I'm ready. Let's I'm do not it now. Shine away. I'm not shine away. I'm, I, we're going to win. This is an eight and nine team. I think two and a half is a steal that it went down to two and a half. Everybody wants to talk about Dak and how he's going to throw an interception, and he's going to because that's what he does. But I think it's going to be about the defense. I think we bury Brady. You know, they were averaging like four sacks a game through the first 12. And then like Micah Parsons hurt and this and that. He's healthy. I'm reading great things about him. Van Der Esch is back. Micah Parsons just had a baby girl. He was snubbed from the all-pro roster, which is a joke. And you know what, Simmons? You know what I'm calling him? I'm calling him Micah Possum because he's playing possum. He's going to put Brady in the dirt. Here comes Dallas into the big sombrero. Legacy game, Brady, no longer the GOAT after this one. Hmm. 28-21, Cowboys. There you go. Interesting. I think I think if you win, it's even more substantial. Really? Okay. Yeah. Because I I'll think take it. the longer that Tampa team hangs around, we've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's like Mike, it's Mike Evans talking range. Mike Evans talking shit. You had one good game in the last three months. What are you doing? Go ahead. Bring it. I took Dallas in million dollar picks. Mm-hmm. I took them in real life and I feel good about it because I think this line should be Dallas by four and a half or Dallas by five and a half, something like that. It's two things that seems to reflect the line. One is this perception that Dallas is like slumping or not playing well or is vulnerable, which is like, would you go 12 and five? Yeah. You, so, all right, you're a little unfocused in week 18 against Washington in a game that really didn't ultimately matter at all. No. Right. So now I'm now I'm supposed to be scared. Like you in after the week one loss to Tampa, like you had two OT losses, you lost mm-hmm. to Philly, and that was it. Dak, people are now treating like he's Skylar Thompson because he has he's looked shaky. I'm not the most giant Dak fan, but it's not like this Tampa team's a giant. You're just way better than them. I don't like if you lose this game, this is a catastrophe. Yes. It's a catastrophe. He'll be fine. You know, Josh Allen was right behind him. He was like one interception behind Dak. You know, right. these, these guys throw. That's what they do. So you're not going to give up on the Bills because of Josh Allen. He's better than 
Dak, but believe me, there's other factors. I, I'm telling you, I, I think CeeDee Lamb goes nuts. I think we yeah. turn Brady over at least three times. 28-21, I'm being a little generous, but take it. Well, you know what? You know what position is still open? Every What's year, that? round one, we have the team that comes out of round one looking great, and we overrate them based just yes. on the round one game. Nobody was really that team this week, and it feels like your team could slide into that spot with like a big ass win over Tampa. Fabio, oh Dallas, better watch out for them. And then we go. Well, then I was trying to caution you. I was trying to caution you with the Giants for that, but but you don't want to hear it. You you think he's the best, Danny? They Dallas. barely won. What are you talking about? Minnesota was moving the ball oh, they down the field. Them. They no, did, but they, but they, they barely them. won. Minnesota had the ball, the chance to yeah. win. Yeah, it's true. It wasn't like the Giants were awesome. I was nervous. All right, let's do uh let's do guest alliance. So we have three definite games, and then we're, we're going to do mock guesses for the fourth game that mm-hmm. who the hell knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. Um, we also don't know when these games are going to be played, but the, I assume the Dallas... No, we do. I got them all. I oh, what do you, give us the matchups. So Saturday, 4.30 Eastern, Jacksonville at KC. Saturday, 8.15 Eastern, New, uh, Giants at Philly. Oh. Sunday, Sunday three Eastern because they move them up now. Sunday three Eastern, Cincy at Buffalo. Sunday six thirty Eastern, either Dallas or Tampa at San Francisco. Hmm. That's Sunday. Oh, Sunday's so given, be good. Given Sunday's the NFC poll positions. Yep. Okay. So Casey Jacksonville's the first game. Yep. I think they're going to jack this up so we can't tease KC. So I think it goes nine or over. Mm-hmm. And it's either nine and a half or 10. And I'm going to say KC by 10. All right. You get this. I said 10 and a half. I think it should be in 10 and a half, 11 range. It's eight and a half. Oh, that's too Still low. teasable. You could still get that teaser if you want. Hop online and grab that one. Wow. Who, is this going to be one? This is actually the same kind of same time too, wasn't it? Mariota who went into Kansas City, NF, uh, AFC South team, kind of same thing. Threw a touchdown pass to himself. Should we be worried about this, or should we just tease the Chiefs? They're going to advance. I can't even keep track of all the Andy Reid playoff teases that we've lost since I've known you. There's been at least five. Yeah, it's like oh, we got it. Oh, one. last year we had one. Well. Let's talk this out. What did Jacksonville show you last night? So that Such first a pick, up game. first pick Lawrence throws was tipped by two people. And then the second pick was the most obvious PI of the weekend that wasn't called. Mm-hmm. So those were the first two. And the third and fourth throws were bad. And then he was really good from basically the fourth interception on. I was, right. I was tweeting about, um, I had this thing in my column way back. It was a mailbag question where the guy said, because Jake DeLome had this famous game in the playoffs, I think round one or round two in 09. He had five picks, including a pick six, and he had a fumble. And he was saying it was, the reader was saying that that should be the DeLome during the regular season or the full DeLome if you have the pick six. And then if it's in the playoffs, it's the Royal DeLome. (laughs) Right. So Lawrence was eligible for the Royal DeLome. Yeah. And then he rallied and uh, and I don't know, Kirk's been playing really well. I think Kirk's been getting open for them. And ETN 
like he does have some speed on the outside. Like he does sure. keep teams honest. And I do think their front, their front four, like uh, they've gotten pressure the last couple of weeks against, at least against the Chargers, it was fairly impressive the way they pressured Herbert. So, yeah, got know. sacked three times. He was pressured. Well, here's the other part of it. <clears throat> They didn't want any part of the Chargers, the Chiefs, right? It's like, oh, and everybody, all the pundits, like, oh, if the Chargers go to Kansas City, look out. That's going to be a game. Maybe they're looking past Jacksonville a little. But otherwise, for God's sakes, it's Jacksonville. It's interesting that the the Monday Night Football game, when mm-hmm. when Hamlin went down and they they basically stopped the game. Yeah. I think we both thought the Bengals were going to win that game, right? It just felt like yes. it felt like it was their day, and it's just the way they're moving the ball. Mm-hmm. It was a bigger game for them, whatever. And the Bengals would have been the two seed, right? And instead, now it's flipped, and the Bills are the two seed. But the Chiefs were always going to be the one seed, yeah. however that was going to play out. If they just beat the. But Raiders, now right. it really feels like we're heading toward this KC versus Buffalo in Atlanta with the way the Bengals' offensive line is. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think it's it's too easy on paper and something fucked up is going to happen. Yeah. Either with Jacksonville or Cincy. Somebody's going to screw this up. Look, can I just say something about the... And I, I'm with you. I mean, I had money on the Bengals and it was unfortunate, whatever. I forgot about the money immediately with DeMar Hamlin yeah. and the situation. But but then we thought about like, oh boy, the Bengals might have been winning that game. Then I look at these games. Not one of them ended up like it started. Look at the mm. five games this weekend, right? You're right. The Niners, the Niners was tied at half or whatever. It was it was close, and they blew them out, right? The Chargers were crushing the Jaguars, came back to win. The Bills, I'm texting you, oh, we're in the money, all this, right? Uh, I think the Vikings scored first, right? Were they up seven nothing? Yeah, and they the scored Bengals the first drive. So they do change. Maybe maybe it wasn't a foregone conclusion. You know, it'll suck if. Uh, well, it won't matter if the Bengals win, right? Because there was no way they were going to catch the Chiefs. But well, to um, me, what what they were doing in that game was reflective of what we've seen from the Bills' defense the last four or five weeks. It just seems like right. you move the ball, on them. Mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter who the team is. People are going up and down the field on them. They're completing third downs on them. They're not getting stops. They're missing tackles in the open field, and I think it's going to continue. But they caught this huge break now with Cincinnati with probably missing sixty percent of their line. Yeah, and it's lined up for KC in a huge way because. Going to Atlanta, being on turf with them, that, you know, you always want to play at home, but it's a pretty good thing for them to be on turf. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like lined up. So to your point, it almost looks too easy. We've been here before with Andy Reid, especially with these eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, ten point, right. oh, throw them in a tease. And I don't know. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to do the research this week to see how many times he's come through in this situation. You're right. I do feel like now now that you're mentioning it, I feel like we've been screwed over a lot. Wasn't but that I'm one, sh- remember that Baker Mayfield game when Chad Henney came in? That was another one of these, right? Was they that this round? Favorites. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. right. Either this, this round or the next round. They're big favorites against... just yeah. feels like year after year, I don't trust them. Yeah. That was All Chad right. Henney this round. Yep. So then Giants the Suns of Philly. Yep. I feel good about this guess. You're going to have to get it exactly. I had Philly by six. No, not enough. Seven and a half. Oh. That's what I had. That's too high. That's too high for my guy Dimes. Everybody loves these Giants. Oh, Bill, I can see it in your eyes. (laughs) Daniel Jones. (laughs) My God. You know what what killed me, by the way? So at the end of the first quarter, they threw to um, Maria Taylor, Chris Sims, 
in the clapper. Mm-hmm. And they recap the Giants game. And the clapper goes, go get him, DJ. Just my guy, DJ. Go get him, DJ. And he does this yeah. whole thing. And it's like, DJ, the guy whose career you almost destroyed the last yeah. two years when you are the offensive right. coordinator, when you <laughs> tapped into none of this potential. And by the end of the year, it was like, do they, do we let him go? Do we wave it? Whatever. And they're like, go get him, DJ. It's like, oh man, imagine if you had only been his offensive coordinator. Oh wait, you were for two years and you sucked. I don't know if you remember, and now I'm bringing uh, basketball into this, but you, you remember, obviously, Hoop Dreams, one of the greatest sports documentaries of all time. And the father, who wanted nothing to do with his kid, one of the two kids that it was featured, he's like, yeah, that's my kid. That's my kid. And he's just like rolling his eyes like, right. get away from me, old man. That's, <laughs> right, a, right. that's a Daniel Jones look. <laughs> Dan- to, Daniel Jones must have been watching that like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> How dare you call me DJ? <laughs> Keep uh, my name out, your mother. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they did. We may have some, done something different, uh, terrible. We, we uh, for weeks and weeks and weeks, made fun of that tease, that halftime tease, where everybody speaks for three seconds. Yeah, they got rid of it. It was just Maria, Maria did I it noticed. alone. Yeah. Now I miss it. We screwed up. We I apologize. miss it. We should Bring we should just kept that to ourselves. I know you're right. Prince Harry was tweeting about Dana Jones. <laughs> you go get him, DJ. <laughs> now, now, I, now I've lost it. I've completely lost the English accent. He'll work on it. Um, It'll be fine. All right. So you got that one. And then the last one that's static for guess the lines. This is a Sunday game, Buffalo home for Cincinnati. Yes. I would have said Buffalo minus three and a half, except this offensive line injury stuff. I'm going to bump it a point. I'm going to say Buffalo four and a half. I'm putting this in the Vegas zone. So I got it. Exactly. I'm not cheating. I swear I got it. It's four. Look right now on fan. Okay. I should have bumped it a half point. I would have thought it would be, if if not for the injuries, I, I just think Cincinnati's better. I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm riding this team. If they get their San left Francisco. tackle back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take yeah. them too. Yeah. Well, the other thing with the plus four tested. is they, well, they could get the cheap touchdown in garbage time, even if they're down 10. It's not, not right. like Buffalo's not going to give that up. Um, you you talked about NFC, who you trust most. Who, who, go ahead. Who's number one in the AFC? What quarterback? I put Joey B right there. I love Joey B. Number one. Overall, Joey B. I mean, Mahomes would be. When he why isn't he number one? I I I think he's the the I just a trust factor. It's just a little different. Like I leave my wife <laughs> Joe, with him for a week. Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, third at that third and one play. Oh my God! Oh, uh, did you see? Yeah, they, uh, he showed a clip of him b- bumping into me walking through the tunnel. That was a, <laughs> that was a career highlight. I don't even know if he meant to do it. Did you did you see when? I think it was after the first quarter. Maybe it was halftime when Melissa Stark interviewed John Harbaugh, and she's yeah, like, "What uh, do we have to do? What do we have to keep doing?" Well, he's like, what, "You preached, um, you know, no turnovers." And Huntley just had that pick. What right. needs to happen is like, don't have turnovers. And he's yeah, just right. like getting pissed. <laughs> and it comes back to Collinsworth. He's like, whoa, <laughs> I, I, uh, Melissa really tapped into something there. Whatever right. he said, I was, I was dying. It was so awkward. Those, why do they interview the coaches during the games? What are they going to say? I don't know, but I think they should like set it up. There should be a disclaimer. Like, all right, I'm going to ask you a dumb question and it's not my fault. It's kind of my boss wants me to ask this. So um, do you think you need to still turn the ball over to win? Would that be okay? <laughs> there it is. So just save yourself a little. Or Melissa Stark. What if she had just <clears throat> said, 
John, I can't help but notice Lamar Jackson is in here. Does it bother you? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like a Barbara Walters question. He's just on the He's offensive. in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's coming <laughs> out. He'll be here soon. <laughs> All right. So we're going to guess the, uh, we're going to do two guesses for the uh, San Francisco game. Yeah, let's game. do it. And you'd ha- you'll have to beat me here to win the week. Okay. All right. For Dallas, mm-hmm. I'm going to say San Francisco by four and a half. Ooh. Oh, boy, we're going to be way off then. Uh, I said two and a half. Oh, so there's no line? No, that's not even a game yet. No. Okay. We're going to have to let it know. I have the Niners by seven. I said five. All right, so someone's going to win this out of us. I'm winning. You're winning that? You think so, huh? I'm winning one of this. I mean, they they always pump Dallas up, don't they, with these? Yeah, well, Dallas is the most public team possible. Right, so you're good. it's going to be less than what it should be. All right, let's take a break and do Parent Corner and talk about the JKL 20th anniversary party. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax makes shopping for a car easy for everyone with thousands of CarMax certified cars to choose from. There's a perfect match for your budget and life. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax. Car buying reimagined. Is it my turn? Yeah. All right. I don't know if you've had to deal with senior picture, pictures yet. High school senior pictures. It's um, Had to deal with them. Yes. You know, you, you order a bunch. They take a few po- poses. And, you know, there's one for the yearbook. And then there's another one that's not the yearbook that you could pick that I guess you hand out to the grandparents, right? Whoever's still alive. So... We didn't have this. Uh, at least I don't remember having this. Um, the touch-up process. Now you could pay to get the pictures all touched up, right? When we went to school, like if you had a zit right between the eyes, that's it. Yeah, so be if it. your that's, right eye was going the different direction, yeah. you're stuck with it. Right. That was if you committed yeah. a crime and they showed that on TV 15 years yeah. later, that's your picture or you know whatever. If you just look through the yearbook, that's how you were remembered. Now you have it retouched and it's supposed to clear up acne or, you know, you know, if the hair is weird. So one of the pictures, um, I, I thought three of them were fine. And then uh, one of them, like uh, my son Archie had, I guess, like flyaways. I guess his hair was a little messed up. So my wife had them fix it. And the way they fixed it, he ended up having like a mullet. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. And I was freaking dying laughing. And she is so upset. And even Archie's like kind of laughing at this point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he didn't care. I didn't care. It's one of four pictures. We could pick the other one. And I'm like, why? Like, really? Like a visceral reaction to them. Like, what? So what? We're going to pick the others. This is kind of funny. I want to, I want to hang this in my room. You don't have to give this out. And then um, she told me how much we pay for these retouchings. Oh, no. And I decided someone better erase this fucking mullet very soon. (laughs) I mean, do you ever look into how much is paid for retouchings? In California, at least. You could tell me any number and I would probably believe it. I'm not even going to say it. No, I'm not even going to say it. But the point is, these kids have a million pictures up on Instagram, right? They're going to remember. When we had our yearbooks, this this was one of, you know, before our our parents, when they had their yearbooks, it was the only picture taken of them within seven years, right? So yes, that, it would have made more sense then. But do we really need to pay hundreds of dollars, I'm not going to say, to retouch these damn photos when there's, 10,000 of them posted a year on any site you want to look at? I say, yeah, no. why can't you just post your own? It's a racket. Right. It's it a really money is. grab. Yeah, you're right. 
I think you should have to submit a digital picture and not mm-hmm. use the yearbook photographer and that, and then we've, we could all save money and maybe put that toward the, the prom party or something. We've gone crazy with the pictures, like even like uh pony league baseball pictures, like, okay, pictures are on Sunday at noon. Like, um, can't we just do it after a game? We all have these iPhones that take really good pictures, get the kids together. They're in their uniforms, take them out. No, 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 because the leagues and everybody has to make money. Like, all right, we don't even have a game Sunday. Like, really? We have to go to this? Oh, man, it just drives me crazy. Pictures. That's are my least favorite. Enough for the picture. The picture day. You, your weekend hasn't been ruined enough by the fact that yeah. your kids play sports. Can you show up an hour early? Yeah, an hour it's a earlier event. than usual. Or maybe even we don't even have a game. Hour Can early. You, yeah, we didn't have a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's terrible. Enough. All right, go ahead. Um, my son finished the football season. He weighed 155 pounds. I like where this is going. He started the season weighing like 163, but he was playing wide receiver and he was initially playing linebacker. But I think there was so much running and the pads and it was just, and he just like couldn't keep the weight on and got to the point where he couldn't even play defense. He was too small. So he finished the season, he's 155. And he's like, he's like, that's never happening again. I'm putting on the weight. So they start the lifting. And he starts like, I, I will say this. I know we've made fun of my son a lot, but he, when he's like determined to do something, good. like, first of all, he's always on time. He's, if he has a plan, like he really does like execute it. So he talks to people about how can I put on weight? And they tell him like, you've got to, you know, you got to eat more and you got to like turn it into muscle. And he's like, fine, I get it. And you know, you've seen him anyway. He has one of those weird, crazy bodies anyway. Yeah. He, so now it's what, uh, mid-January, so it's two months after the season ended. He weighs 175. Wow. He put on, so he put on the weight back that he lost during the season, so he was around 161, and he put on like 13 pounds of muscle. And the reason I mention this, I think he can officially beat me in a fight now. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's like officially over, like, and I think he knows it now. There's a different, Uh-oh. there's a different energy in our house now where he's like, he kind of knows he's the alpha and uh, I would still beat him because I would fight to the death, but I'd really yeah. have to cheat now. Like I would have to like poke him in the eye. Yeah, I would have to hit him in the nuts. balls. Yeah. Right. yeah. I'd have to hit him in the balls. I would have to like yeah. grab his hair. I'd have to like, basically I'd have to like Roddy Piper it. Basically I'd have to right. throw salt in his eyes when he's not looking. <laughs> but if it's just convention, I'll know all the tricks. I'll still win. It's like what my wife plays tennis six times a week and I'll always be able to beat her. Cause I can always get in her head. Mm-hmm. I, with him, I'll still win, but if it's just straight up, like if we're in like a UFC cage or something, like he's winning now, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My day is done. It's a wrap. Wow. Yeah. Really? It's over? You don't want to check next gen stats or Kornacki or something? Come out here and figure it out for you. It's really over. <laughs> 52%. I think it's done. 175 is like pretty, he's, he's like 5'11 and a half, 175. He has no body uh. fat. And he's mm. just like, he's just walking around with his boxer shorts, kind of like sizing me up. Yeah. Like if it's this, tough. if this goes down, I'm winning. He has a kind of look to him now. Do you, so you should know. just ask him. Why don't you ask him straight out? What would he say if you asked him? Like, you think you could take me right now? Oh, he, he, he yes? would, he would say, absolutely. I could take you. And then I would just punch <laughs> him in the balls and then I would knee him in the head, hit him over the head with a chair. He'd be like, yeah, who's the tough guy now? <laughs> Forget about that. Just stop feeding him. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, they. I was making meat sauce because I was like to cook during the first day of uh, football, I like to yeah. cook and watch football and like make all day of it. 
and I was making this bison beef and he's like, can I have half of the second thing of bison beef you're making? And I'm like, what, what are you going to put it with? He's like, I'm just going to eat it. So like, he's in that mindset. So, um, anyway, so now he's talking about, he's talking about playing lacrosse. Mm -hmm. He's going to play spring lacrosse so he can hit kids. So this is all happening. Can't what does he it. want to be by September or August when football rolls around? Does he want to hit he two want, bills? He wants to be 180 with all the same speed. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. When it, plus, you, he might grow. He might have like, you know, two more inches. <clears throat> well, um, you know, if he wants to pay like uh, like $950, they could, they could really work on his yearbook picture to make him whatever weight he really <laughs> wants to be. And he could look like the whale or, you know, he could look like uh, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, whatever he wants to do. It'll be the most famous family fight since Prince William um, <laughs> shoved Harry lightly backwards in the kitchen that time. Right. And sent him, <laughs> sent him off balance for a split second, which Those is chapter forget. 18 of the book. Spare. I only exist because they needed my organs in case something happened. <laughs> Send this guy back to England. Put him on a plane. Uh, all right. That's it for Parent Quarter. Today's Parent Quarter was brought to you by CarMax. Take advantage of the nationwide inventory at CarMax. Start your shopping online, browse and compare their full inventory and choose a vehicle from any store across the country. Fees and restrictions may apply. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, so this was a big week for us. Can I just say, I know we we broke already, but you think that them making sure Prince Harry lives with us is for all the shitty games we sent them, sent London? (laughs) All the times we send the Jaguars over there, and they're like, all right, we'll get you back. <laughs> like, we got you back. We got a doozy. It's going to top Here, all that. Here's some of the worst <laughs> content you'll ever have in America. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Um, so our, our cousin had has his 20th anniversary. Yeah. It is going to be basically 11 days from now. We're taping this on January 15th, Sunday. So the real anniversary was January 26th. So he shot the anniversary show on mm-hmm. Friday, and then there was this giant party on Friday night that was basically Jimmy's wedding all over again. Um, it was everyone who worked on the show basically was invited. Mm -hmm. Um, 650 people showed up. It was this giant long tent that never ended. And it was just this big, crazy drunk fest. And there was a show that day and, um, pretty emotional show. I I didn't see it, but you were there. And, um, yes, and the whole weekend was great and got to see a lot of faces we hadn't seen in a while and everybody had an awesome time. But I think the the big thing for me, and I'm sure you felt even more strongly about this because you stayed on the show way longer than I did, but um, just not just the 20 years, but all the people involved in the 20 years and just like that yeah. passed through the vortex of that show. It was really amazing, especially like when you think that first year so easily could have been over in a flash the moment ABC was like, wait, what are we doing? And it just kept going. And now you have this two decade run of, it was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I think Mm -hmm. there's still 17 still there from the first day. And it was just really cool. And Jimmy gave a long speech and uh, I was just so proud of him and so happy for him. Uh, It was great. He did great. And he made a great speech and he did his best to really thank everybody he could. I mean, he did it by memory and then he would like just pick people out in the crowd and thanked everybody that was there. But yeah, you're right. It's uh, Bob Iger actually made a speech and like really brought into focus how close we were to not making it to um, yeah 20, 20 days, let alone 20 years. I mean, it really is. There's a lot of luck involved and obviously Jimmy's hard work and 
and uh, pushing the right buttons and all that. But really, yeah, it was like waves, like four different waves of employment were there, right? Like, I don't know if you, I was trying to like cut it into like three or four or five year chunks. And we saw a lot of the originals. Yeah. And a lot of people like Ray Oldhofer, we try to run from. And then we found out he was sober. Like, oh, okay, well, we'll talk to him. And then he's still covering our face, playing what he calls the breathing game with us. Uh, even though we're like in our fifties and everything where he <laughs> tries to stop us from breathing. But yeah, it was, it was like, I felt, did you feel like it was like your wedding except like times, like every time you turned around, there was someone new to talk to. It was very, very, very cool. It was great. Ray greeted me with a kiss on the cheek and then he no. punched me in the stomach good naturedly. And I was still right. delighted to see him. Um, <laughs> he was the inventor of touch the back. Yeah. Which was, there was a bus that went a couple times when you guys did the man show, the bus going from point A to point B. And he created this game called Touch the Back where somebody at the front of the bus had, I guess the, the game was just you had to touch the back. Yeah, you just yell someone's to name, like, him. touch the back, Simmons, touch the back. And then you'd be in the front and you'd have to try to get to the back while everybody fights you off. And then, but then you'll end up, it's like Royal Rumble style. You'll end up having like three or four people at a time eventually trying to touch the back and it's just just bedlam. But yeah, Ray. Yeah, did but it Ray in invented the Ray yeah. invented the he's basically like I don't know who invented the over the over the top pass in football or somebody's uh -huh. like, hey, if you throw it, the ball moved right. faster. Ray took would take all his clothes off. Yeah. And then Basically, just try to touch the back, and you had to decide whether you're going to touch naked Ray or not. That was one. It was I, worse I than that. Say. Yeah, it was worse than that. I don't want to say I what he would yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, he would put stick his fingers somewhere and then, in an orifice and, and, yeah. and, and lead forward, and then you really had to think <laughs> about what. Thank God he didn't do any of that on Friday. It's no, he's older and more mature now. Yeah, uh, but, uh, yeah, but really he was there, time. and then uh, the original EP, Daniel Callison. Uh -huh. who was saying he didn't want to go, but that we knew he was going to go. And then, of course, he was as delighted as anybody to be there because he'd hired, uh -huh. you know, a, a huge bunch of the first batch of the people. Yeah. Um, but then I felt I heard, like there were a lot of people, our friends, KP and Lisa, who were the bookers. But like, yeah. you know, we're not comfortable with their jobs uh, for various reasons in the beginning. Like they maybe thought they were like uh out of their, you know, first of all, it's very Overmatched. hard. Yeah, well, it was a hard show to book, right? Like yeah. Jimmy had the man show roots were were deep. It was very tough to get a female guest, right? We shot at 9 p.m. live, right? 9.05. So, no, 9.05. So the publicists themselves were like, we don't want to ruin our night. So in order to make up for that, we had this kick-ass green room, which ended up being like the best in town, right? I mean, it would be open till two in the morning with hard yeah. alcohol flowing. and um. And so that sometimes that overpowered the show, you know, and so, uh, but anyway, but these people were like, I think they were a little skittish going in and then like an hour and they're like whooping it up. Like, yeah, this is the best time of our lives. We don't even care who's there. Yeah. The first year, probably the green room was one of the big signature pieces of the show for better or worse. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we were, I think by the fourth day, Leno had basically put out the ultimatum of. If you do that Kimmel show, you don't get to do ours. Right. So the guests thing. dried up pretty much immediately. Mm -hmm. We had the Armenian comedian as a guest on our fourth show. Mm -hmm. And it it seemed really iffy. What would you have put after that first week? What were the Vegas odds we were making it out of year one? See, I think you had a better sense of everything. I'm an idiot. You I were too close. I thought everything was great. I was like, you, you like you probably thought Coldplay opening on Hollywood Boulevard was good. Not, I, I thought Corolla and Jimmy sticking uh, the Armenian comedian's puppet in a deep fryer 
while they were drunk. Well, that was funny. That, yeah, but, but I, thought, I thought that was, was a rating. The, I thought that would move the ratings too. So I, I had no idea. What worried me was the lack of guests. Yeah. I really felt yeah. like this is bad. This is a talk show that's relying on celebrities and we can't seem to get them already. And this seems like not great. Also, like, you know, there was so many just learn on the fly type things where Jimmy behind mm -hmm. the desk and Jimmy turning instead of looking at the camera, always turning over Cleto. So it's the side of Jimmy's head and Jimmy's not wearing a tie and all yeah, these things we so had much to figure out on the it. fly mm -hmm. that now it's like, oh my God, it's so crazy. We didn't do it the other way, but that's, yeah. that was the great thing is he got to learn and figure it out and eventually figure out what his version of a show that's on at 1135 should be. And then he figured it out. Yeah. And then 20 years later, there we were all getting drunk together. Then you have a crazy party. Baby doll, James Dixon, smoking indoors. Like a tent is indoors, right? We were in a tent. You know what's funny? He he <laughs> just did it immediately. It, we had been there for 45 minutes. I posted yeah. two pictures on Instagram. Daniel had an unbelievable picture of him smoking a cigarette with your Aunt Chippy indoors in a tent, just sitting on two couches. <laughs> like it's like 1957. Um, he just doesn't care. And yeah. I don't what was going to happen to him? I don't know. But he, I had dinner with him Thursday night too. He is in a smoking frenzy. I don't know with marrying off two daughters. I don't know, but he's, he's just not slowed out. down at all. He's not slowed and, down. And he's still showing his abs to like the waitresses and he's really dark, right? Because he spent yeah. all of January in, uh, where is he? Florida. Yeah. God bless him. He almost sent that, set that tent to fire though. He really did. Well, he had, so his daughter just got married. And he had a very, very big and expensive tent for the wedding. Mm. Right. This party we had that ABC threw for 650 people had an even longer, bigger tent, mm. which Dixon then made a point of telling everybody that his tent was still better yeah. than this long seven. It was like comparing the Astrodome to like, you know, a tiny high school basketball gym. But he was like, right. my tent was still bigger and better. Yeah, look at the top of the tent. You could see through. That's bullshit. You didn't have that with my tent. <laughs> Thank you for couldn't to see, Regency You couldn't see tents. the fucking sky. <laughs> and then him and Mike August made up, sort of. That was nice. Mike August who blew off the wedding and blew off a, a gift. And um, yeah, so I think things are, things are coming together. It was a nice night. I talked to so many people that I was so pumped to see. One of them was Daniel's first assistant, Naomi who was great, yeah. who was always like one of those people who are like, wow, we could probably put her in charge of the show and she'd do a better job than some of the people we have. And she was she was dating this actor who used to come to the green room all the time that first year, mm -hmm. Adam. We were like, oh yeah, Adam wants to be an actor. He was a super nice guy. I was like, oh yeah, Adam's good. And we knew so many actors. Like right. I was another one of those actors. And then one day he came in and was like, or Naomi came in and was like, Adam got... Scorsese movie, The Aviator. It's about Howard Hughes. And we're like, what? Right. And it was like all the, and then the, he became Adam Scott. He's been mm -hmm. 20 years. Now he's in New York filming Severance season two. But yeah. he was in that first year and that was that green room. It was all that like John Hamm generation. These guys that moved here in the 96, 2003 era, trying to make it all these comedians. Cause Sarah was like the queen bee of all the right. comedians at that point. So all the comedians were in there from that era. And Jeff and Jeff Ross, obviously, and all, but it was just everybody. So that was the green room. It was all well, these, and then like, there, yeah. Then there was the Aaron Pauls of the world who used to sneak into the green room, right? And it wasn't really the, had no career at all. And it's like just because it was the place to be. 
And yeah, it's a miracle. Everyone's having this huge party, drinking, going nuts, and you and I are in the back playing some dumb video game. What was that video game? Oh, football? which one was like it? Some football game. It was like yeah. Blitz, Super Blitz. Mm-hmm. And you That's and right. I are back there as everybody's getting <laughs> bombed and Tracy Morgan shirtless standing up and you and I are like arguing with each other about the yeah. fourth quarter. It's <laughs> a blitz game while our girlfriends have no idea where we are. No, right. no, the show ran late. We're going to be back later. We're playing a video game for an hour. My cousin Mickey used to drop my uncle Frank off because he liked to immediately go home and watch himself on TV, right? So she'd right. drop him off like in North Hollywood and come back to party in the green room. Like that's how crazy it was. I... People are astounded that we were in an office together for 18 months. Nobody can, but people just think we became friends through Jimmy and, and then really? the podcast, which we've had for 16 years. But yeah. the part where we were next to sitting next to each other in an office for 18 months, mm-hmm. um, always flabbergast people. Cause I always really? tell people when they ask me, I'm like, yeah, we would write jokes and Sal would write like five jokes. And then he would just annoy me and bother me for the next 20 minutes. So I couldn't write jokes. And then I would finally go, I would sneak out with a notebook and I would go sit on a fire escape to get away from you. So I could write 25 <laughs> minutes of jokes. Cause we had no internet back then. Right. And I would just handwrite all my jokes and then come back and frantically type them as you were like trying to hit the space bar and knock me and <laughs> hit me and like, just torture me. I knew it would work. It was a method to my madness. <laughs> or I you would stand behind it. my, you would stand behind me as I was typing. What are you typing? Like you were like, <laughs> you were like Bill Murray. What about Bob? <laughs> and then you, the yeah. best thing for me was you would, then you would move over to somebody else at the office. So I would have mm. 10 minutes while you tortured somebody else but you had all I, we these... needed to look but then we would look at nba games right there was some of these sketchy websites where we would bet oh yeah we were early uh, that was early internet gambling yeah 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 that was it. well that's what so if teams yeah we would write jokes and then whatever i would go get a coffee and then we'd spend the next hour and a half figuring out who we we're gonna bet on the four o'clock nba or baseball mm-hmm. or whatever right and then go down rehearsal and that was our routine well, and then we'd have to watch. There were no now they have what's called TV watchers who like to they have they spend all the TV. Right. And uh and they watch for clips that we could put in the show and everything. So and it's we like did Prince Harry getting interviewed by Oprah. And go. it's like somebody's watching that and writing notes. Right. But that was big. Was that near the strike? I mean, uh, it was flooded with reality TV, right? So it was like, yeah. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. So we were assigned what Joe time? Millionaire. Yeah, Joe Millionaire. We would watch Survivor, even Survivor. We would run clips, you know, and like, uh, I'm trying to think of what's that. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I remember the first one was that there was a Michael Jackson 2020 interview yeah. when he, when it was like he had this 13 year old kid that he was friends with. And the kid was like, no, no, he was always great to me. Mm-hmm. And it was just like the craziest off the wall interview ever. And I think that was the first one that we ran clips from. And then Jimmy kind of made jokes before and after. And then we were right. like, oh, that's something. And then yeah. it was a little bit of the talk suit model, but it was, it felt unique to him. And then yeah, all yeah. of a sudden we were watching every show, trying to grab clips and stuff to make fun of. What was it? Paradise, not Paradise Island, something Island with just, just oh, Temptation Island. Temptation Island. Paradise yeah. Hotel was one. That's yeah. it. That's a mix. Yeah. We were watching yeah. all those trying to, trying to yeah. grab comedy. China, yeah, China. It's good to along. see everybody. It was great. Uh, a great party. Uh, our buddy Paul Colhorse couldn't make it. Uh, shout out to him. Yeah, uh, that was the, too bad. He'll make the 25th anniversary show. But this, uh, yes. yeah, we had a great time. I want to say that I would have stayed longer, but it was my wife's birthday. And oh, yeah. It was time to get her out of there. <laughs> really? 
I, listen, we've been together a long time. It was, yeah, you know, it was like, the, she was like that pitcher that's like, wow, you made it to the eighth inning. I don't think it's one more batter is risky. We got two guys on. Let's get you out. The, she, I looked over my shoulder and there was like an ice luge and somebody was pouring her a shot down the ice luge. Oh, no. She's like, it's my birthday. And I'm like, all right, we're going fat here. She, uh, I think she uh, accused Super Dave's wife of looking like uh, Stevie Nicks. She's like, what? That's fine, right? I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. She could take that. <laughs> Stevie Nicks? That's what she said. She's like, I told Super Dave's wife she looked like Stevie Nicks. I don't think she liked it too much. Well, our friend Daniel, <laughs> our friend Daniel didn't recognize our yeah, friend yeah. Shrifty's wife, which was, which is a big. Yeah. You should have taken him thing. home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think he was the last to leave. Anyway, it was a great night. Very proud of our guy. And uh, yeah. when's that? So that is that show running that night? It'll be the 26th or 27th, right? The 26th. 20, yeah. yeah. Okay. 26th. Can't yeah. wait. There's a special yeah. little wrinkle to that that I'm not going to spoil. But oh, yeah. We were all, good stuff. Yeah. We we're all very Good proud. job by you, Jimmy. Do another 20. Yeah. It's good easy, job by right? you, Jimmy. 20 more <laughs> years. 20 more years. All right, Sal. As always, good job by you. I'll see you in a week. All right, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Kyle Creighton for producing, as always. Thanks to Cousin Sal. Don't forget about the rewatchables coming Monday night, One Word Movie Month. And I will see you on this feed on Tuesday. I wanna see them, wanna wait